don't be afraid of like interesting or weird or different opportunities that don't look like the ones that you thought you would take, you know? Hey there, folks. Welcome to the fifth episode of The Simple Bit Show. Um, your host, Dan Cedarholm. Today, I'm talking with Joshua Ariza. Josh has worked with uh, all sorts of brands like Nike, Red Bull, Under Armour, Star Wars, Taco Bell. He's in Southern California and uh, also runs Chomp, a uh, surf skate apparel brand that I'm a big fan of. And uh, he's also co-founder of Connecting Things, which is a monthly speaker series. It was awesome to talk to Josh about surfing and M. Night Shyamalan and how he runs Chomp and what he's learned from freelancing and working in-house. Just a really great conversation. So many thanks to Josh for speaking with us today. This episode is sponsored by MetaLab, and I'll be talking more about MetaLab later. Um, Let's chat with Josh. looking at chomp and i love it yeah i love all the stuff and (laughs) you mentioned it's a uh skate surf brand really is that is that in your background then like skateboarding surfing yeah for sure i mean i surf a lot um probably a couple times a week you know i just sold my car so i have i've been riding a motorcycle so i haven't surfed that much over the last month but i try to been on about three surf trips this year and then i was always sort of a a casual skateboarder my my friend called it a social skater so i definitely skated a a bunch but um i grew up in the age of you know i'm in my mid-30s now so i grew up in the age where there are no skate parks so we always had to skate stair gaps and stuff and so you know in my later in life we got a little bit more into transition stuff but you know i'm really just an average skateboarder and an average surfer but i really like i really love surfing so i tend to be my passion i mean Chomp is about surf and surf culture, some of it, but I, <clears throat> it also tries to play a little bit on pop culture and sort of just general irreverence. Yeah. <laughs> silliness. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love that about it. I just like, that's, that hits a note with me for sure. Like, um, yeah. So did you, where did you grow up then? Are you, are you on the West coast or? Um, I grew up in Florida, central Florida. Florida. Yeah. Born okay. And raised. Yeah. And so I know, I, I know a lot of people from Florida and in Orlando, yeah. so I have some <clears throat> some roots there, and then I moved to California when I was uh, twenty two. So oh, I nice. started working. Okay. I worked worked for Billabong. That was my first job out of out of college. Oh, no kidding! All right, big surf brand. Uh, yeah, yeah. super corporate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, publicly yeah. traded company. Yeah, I've worked for oh, is the man. It, it is, really yeah, or it was, yeah. it was, and then I yeah. think it got sold. So um, Billabong, I haven't yeah. yeah, Billabong. I mean, I grew up in Vermont, and like always, like worshipped surf and skate culture as a kid and it yeah. just wasn't anything there and like billabong was like one of the only brands we could even get i think <laughs> uh, yeah you i know? knew a guy from maine i had a roommate culture from maine his name's ty williams and, <clears throat> and he surfed and stuff up there they'll have to like put vaseline on their face and stuff to like go surf <laughs> it sounds like a nightmare to be honest oh with you. god yeah i don't think i'd oh, be into surfing if to I surf that. up there oh my god and in the winter <laughs> is the best like the only time maybe to surf up there and yeah it's so cold well <laughs> yeah. what's your favorite place in florida to surf then i surfed um mostly in new smyrna beach um yeah and uh or you know i surfed new smyrna and i surfed the ponce inlet right there and then um and then we surfed coco quite a bit because that was the closest one um yeah but uh yeah i just i kind of remember shooting over there and and like whenever we could on the weekends and kind of go surf. So I was sort of like, I didn't really get truly into majorly into surfing until I was like, you know, freshman in, in college. So I was probably quite a bit of a kook, what we call a kook, a person who doesn't know anything about <laughs> surf culture, who's like really uh-huh. likes it or wants to be part of it, but doesn't, you know, like doesn't fit all the norms of it. You know, yeah. it's like showing up to play basketball in Spalding shoes or something. You know, it's like, <laughs> I was probably that. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and then, uh, I, I got really into surfing and, and, and then, you know, I started going surf trips and stuff. So, you know, <clears throat> I try to, I try to catch as many ways as I can, but you know, Oh man, I love it. I'm jealous. I used to bodyboard. Oh, bodyboarding. Yeah, I was like that was like the 
the the easy way of trying to surf you know when i was a kid uh yeah there's a derogatory term they call out here and you might want to believe this oh, really? but they call it a dick dragger <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god the, right because yeah. your waist is in the water exactly yeah you're dragging dick it's your runner oh, man. so they're not looked looked on uh positively then it, you know, it just depends on what culture, because there's a there's a really big surf break called Wedge out here, and if anybody oh, body yeah. surf or, or your body, did you say body board or body surf? Uh, body board, yeah. Oh yeah, body boarding, yeah. You're that's that's dick dragging, but body that's surfing okay. and body boarding, that's like on a big wave. Like anybody who does that, yeah, they they're going, they're gutsy. They're I mean, it has its place for sure. I don't, I don't think. Like anybody yeah. who truly knows knows it's not the silliest, but it's it's pretty <laughs> fun to stand up all stand all the way up on a wave. <laughs> yeah, right. I've never tried that. I should probably try. It. Uh, <laughs> you give yourself the a wedge. Shot. I think <laughs> the wedge, though that there's a Dick Dale song called the Wedge, which I'm sure that's probably what he's thought what he's writing. This, yeah, writing the song about it's it. probably about it. I don't know the history of it, but just the way that the waves come in and kind of bounce off the jetty right there it makes it really mm. really big. I mean, it can get like you know, mm. 30 foot or something. And you'll see Holy people out there moly. on bodyboards and body surfing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's crazy. What? I've never really, I don't think I've ever truly surfed it. I've body surfed it, but it gets terrifying. Wow. Yeah. Or what's um, the biggest wave you've, you've surfed then, you think? No, that's a good question. I probably max out at what's called double overhead, which will probably be like, Ooh, yeah. I don't know, four, 14 foot or, or 13 foot. I surfed some, but I'm just not really a big wave surfer. I don't really know how to maneuver. I don't have a board selection for like waves that big, you know, you try to yeah, surf right. like waves that are about head high or something like that. Um, so yeah. there's a different board for every type of wave probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to ride bigger boards and bigger waves. You just have more paddle power and stuff, but it's that like, yeah. It's um, awesome. Did you know that you were just going to talk about surfing the whole time when you came? Yeah, yeah. This is a surf podcast now. (laughs) Right, it is. It it totally is. It is now. Welcome to Dan Cedarholm's Surf Corner. (laughs) Surf Corner from Massachusetts, the surf capital of (laughs) the world, really. Uh, My God. Well, that's cool. So so surf and skate was kind of part of your... Yeah, but mostly away, surfing right? and then, uh, yeah, it was yeah. just a little bit of skateboarding. I mean, I'm just, I'm just a fan of sports and, you know, messing yeah. around with friends. And yep. I think to me, it's really like a, there's a big social aspect to a lot of that stuff. And, totally. um, and so, you know, I just like things like it's, that culture, cultural, subcultural things. It's a lifestyle but thing, right? It's totally lifestyle. I mean, yeah. I think like the chomp in general is more like a, it's just like a tone of voice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. mean, I think yeah. that there are people who surf and skate who wear it. And then, um, but then it's more just about being silly not taking yourself seriously. Um, mm-hmm. it's just about irreverence. You know, we reference the flat earth and just like, there's nothing <laughs> about the brand that is, uh, is really aspirational in that way. It's, it's, it's pretty silly. So, I love it. Um, that's why thanks. I love it. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I would say mostly designers have been people wearing it and there's a really good crew yeah. of designers who have been super supportive of it. And, um, and oh, I don't yeah. really expect starting this thing to have, uh, to have people who were designers who were interested in it. And, but, um, but I guess like, you know, the more you're part of some community, the more they want to support you. So I think it's been Absolutely. great, man. We went to uh, Adobe Max and we, we sold some t-shirts, uh, you know, it was just like oh, a week right. or two ago. And, oh, awesome. And that, yeah. Man, if you can sell stuff at that place, it's it's great, man. People are yeah. ready to buy things and it's just kind of a fun thing. So they I, have I really like, like a, a vendor, they have a vendor thing there. They do, the yeah. And they're yeah. curating it a little bit better each year and stuff like that. And hmm. it's totally worth like the buy-in to, to be there. Yeah, um, yeah. And that event's crazy, dude. It's like Disney World yeah. or something. It's huge. Yeah. Well, it's gotten bigger and bigger every year. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, like, it, sure. Dave Grohl was there this year or something. Like I there saw, was, it. Um, who was the the band <laughs> uh, um, the one that plays? Uh, is it the A Punk song? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Who is that? Where, That's everyone who's listening is like you know the name of it. They yeah. are. I know, right? Isn't that their song? Yeah, Vampire Weekend. That's who it is. Oh, oh, Vampire Weekend. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, like them. They're good. Wow, they were there. That's see, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, well, but I mean, they have like M Night Shyamalan like talk and stuff. Yeah, really? Like, yeah. Oh. Did I say his name right? I have no clue. Yeah, M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, I I'm a fan actually. I know he gets a lot of crap from people, but I I think he's I like his movies. Which one's the best one? You think? 
Well, that's a that's a great Your question. favorite one, rather. Uh, I would say, you know, on, as far as twists go, I, I really I like the village. To be honest, I know oh, people yeah, hate that movie, village. but I thought the <laughs> twist in that was like really it got me. Um, well, you find I, the only thing maybe I would, if I was critical of that movie would be that I feel like you find out the twist too soon or something. You mm, know? Yeah, so yeah. like all the scariness like kind of devol- like goes away a little bit. It goes away. Then, like two thirds I agree. of the movie. I agree with you there, actually, because it's great up until yeah. Once you know, then uh, and we won't. I guess we won't spoil it. But uh, <laughs> you gotta, spoil oh, the, the 15, 20 year old movie. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen the right. village. Now you're waiting. not watching it. <laughs> Who's holding out to see the village? Ooh, oh, I was going to see it this weekend. Right? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I I like them all though. To be honest, like the 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 visit was good. That was a recent one. Visit. Um, it's like the kids visiting their grandparents, and gets oh. pretty gets pretty scary, and gory a little bit. But um, I'm into that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And uh, I don't know. He gets a bad. I feel like he's a bad rap. But anyway, Adobe knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, <bring him> there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> had some legit hits. So yeah, yeah, he's, he he's worth bringing on stage. <laughs> he has, and they keep letting him make movies. You know, so yeah, for sure. Gotta be, it's got to be worth. And now a little bit more about today's sponsor. For a decade, MetaLab has helped some of the world's top companies and entrepreneurs build products that millions of people use every day. You probably didn't realize it at the time, but odds are you've used an app that they've helped design or build. Apps like Slack, Coinbase, Oculus, Facebook Messenger, Lonely Planet, and many more. MetaLab wants to bring their unique design philosophy to your project. Let them take your brainstorm and turn it into the next billion-dollar app from ideas sketched on the back of a napkin to a final shipped product. Check them out at metalab.co. That's metalab.co. And when you do get in touch, tell them Dan the Puppet sent you. Uh, so Chomp, yeah, back to Chomp. I mean, let's get into that a little bit because I love it. You're creating this brand. Is it... I'm going to assume it's not full time for you, like, because you're no, doing sir. other things too. Yeah. Um, how did it, how did it start then? Or, you know, did it come before your, your consulting freelancing stuff or yeah. after or during or how did that? Uh, yeah. Go? About um, five years ago, almost exactly. Five years ago, I started it. Um, I've, since I've, I've just been in the surf skate community, I've like kind of met lots of people. I worked for Bill Long for a while. Then I worked for Nike Action Sports, oh, yeah. Nike SB, Nike 6.0, and Nike Women's Sportswear. Wow. And just being at those places, um, you start to meet a lot of people. You meet a lot of buyers. Buyers are the people who um, they basically pick from your catalog what's going to be available in their their retail shop. So mm-hmm. you might have a buyer who works for a really big box. You know, they could work for you know Nordstroms or something or PacSun or whatever. Right, and right. a friend of mine who I grew up with was actually a boss of mine at a quiet flight shop that I worked at in Florida, which is a surf shop. He, um, he was like, Hey dude, um, he's a buyer at zoomies. And he just said, Hey, I think you should start a brand. If you, if you started one, I would buy t-shirts from it. I think it would be cool. And that was mm. the first person who ever really sort of like believed in me before I even did it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and awesome. what's good about a buyer saying that is I mean, it's like, he's basically saying, here's money, make something, yeah. you know? And so, um, and so he p- purchased, he had a PO in there before, before I, you know, had even produced a sample. So, wow. um, so wow. I was working on the house's money there. So, um, <clears throat> that's just cool. Cause it's, you know, there's a lot of opportunities that pop up there, but I didn't actually realize how hard it was going to be to, to start yeah. a brand or, or rather sell at retail. You know, that's a whole different bag other than yeah. selling t-shirts to your friends. Do you, do you do uh, wholesale, a lot of wholesale with it too? Or? Um, yeah. We, I mean, I think wholesale had been majority of the business for like a long oh, right. time. Right on. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, for example, like we sold, you know, I'm not, I'm not bragging, but the first time it seemed like it was like a legitimate brand was like about two and a half years ago when it sold, it finally sold six figures in, in, in product. Um, wow. and it's a lot of, there are a lot of expenses tied up in, um, in doing and running a brand. Um, yeah, so it's absolutely. Like, once oh, you know true. that you realize like, Oh, that's no money. And <laughs> you would not be able to live <laughs> right. off that. So, um, it, it's been an interesting experience learning to sell product at retail, learning more about merchandising and story and learning more about 
just what it what it takes to run a brand with no marketing dollars, you know. So I think people right, right. sort of sort of think like um, any brand at retail could be doing good, or um, you know, once you've hit there, that you've you've arrived. But um, yeah. there's still sort of a long haul to get that product to to sell through. So there's just a lot of learnings. So um, and you know, I always work for big brands. You know, I work for for Nike. Yeah. You know, so right. and and you know, even as a freelancer, I work for Stance. I work for um, all these really large brands that have large marketing dollars. And so, if you sell in the same retail environment there, and you're called Chomp, and no one's ever heard of you, you have a way different experience <laughs> yeah. with your consumer. So that's why I think the art is the way that it is. You know, it tends to be something that you can connect with. Tends to be something that's like derivative, or you understand the concept right away when you see it. Um, and it has mm-hmm. to sell itself. You know, it's made to be sold. So it's not, you know, it's not supreme, which is the, you know, the opposite. You buy supreme, right, right. you know, because you know that it's supreme, and you can stunt on your friends and show them that that you're wearing right. supreme. And and so we're we're nothing like that. No one's like, oh my god, you caught that new chomp gear. I waited, you know, I waited 15 hours in line for that shit. <laughs> like, no, there was a sale yeah. running for ten dollar t shirts, and I bought it. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, <clears throat> yeah. you know, maybe it's more like that. But um, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been learning, and, and now the brand is licensed, so I. I licensed the wholesale wow. side out, so I don't have to. Um, I have creative approval, but um, I don't have to front the money for interesting for making things. Um, wow, that's really interesting because I, I I feel like that would be a lot of work, like managing just like cash flow. Yeah, it's a yeah, nightmare. Yeah. Wait, you yeah. started you started a company, so you would know about yeah. cash flow and and those kinds of things. So yeah, um, and just know, like our, inventory, it's just yep. so expensive to you know. Yep. Take, it's gamble. It's a gamble sometimes. Um, totally a gamble. You don't know what's going to sell good. You're managing inventory. You're managing yeah. prices, and so there's a lot of moving parts. The fact yeah. that anyone does it really well, I mean, it must take some really smart people. Um, yeah. you know, I'm really like a designer, so it's not like. But I, I know I have now casual understanding of how to manage inventory and fulfillment and drop shipping and sure. um, all this other stuff that kind of gets, you know, retailers yeah. don't pay for 60 days a lot of times. So you are managing cash flow <laughs> issues sometimes. Yeah. You know, at one point I was owed like 50 or 60 grand for like a month or something like that. So oh you just God. like, you see the negative balance on your credit cards for 50 or 60 grand. Whoa. You just like, you start to get a little, wait, I said it disconnected for a second. Well, oh, I guess what I'm saying like, if you see a negative balance for 50 or 60 grand, like that's just a terrifying number. So, um, I've kind of managed that a bit more. Um, but yeah, debt, debt is a thing that, you know, companies come up against and a lot of companies have it. And so sometimes I have it. Um, and, uh, you know, you just learn to keep your butthole puckered. (laughs) (laughs) That's the secret. Really? Yeah. I think that's the main thing. Just a super strong sphincter muscle. Um, (laughs) You heard it here, folks. Uh, in Dan Cedarholm's oh, surf corner. <laughs> in my surf corner, Massachusetts surf corner. Uh, so <laughs> that's really interesting about the licensing, though. Like, uh, you know, do you think your your connections with the jobs you had and the freelance stuff you did helped in that regard? Or you know, I would say it's just once again, it's just like a lot of luck, man. You're just shaking hands yeah. with the right people. You, you look some people have business plans and chomp is not a company that can have a business plan because it doesn't really have a lot of cash. So, um, and so I'm just open to any way to grow the brand that comes up. So I think a lot of illustrators, um, deal with licensing, but I think if you can think of licensing as a means of income, um, and make it a priority, then it can, then it can happen for you, you know? So like, Mm -hmm. for example, like, I didn't know a ton about licensing and I have mentors in place who like will advise me on those things. But like, um, like I sold a graphic to Taco Bell one time for like a poster for a commemorative, uh, uh, event, you know, they had like, a they had a, like their first shop was called numero, they called it numero uno and they wanted to like save the building because it was going to get demoed or something. And so they like literally picked up the building and like moved it to their headquarters to keep it. And so like, (laughs) and so uh, I like, I did a poster for it and did a t-shirt for it. And they're awesome, man. Taco Bell is like the best client. Like if you know anything about me, you know, I love the products of Taco Bell and I love working with Taco Bell. I'll I'll work for them all all day. Um, And yeah. And any, any product with the word Fiesta in it, yeah, I'm a, I'm a buyer. I'm in line. So, 
the main, you know, like, yeah. so I sell them this graphic and whatever. It's just commemorative. So it's just promo stuff. Like people are just wearing it. And then they come back and they say, Hey, we want to license it for, um, uh, you know, an apron and some apparel and that kind of thing. And, um, and so they came back and they asked, Hey, well, how much for us to own the rights to this? And so they double paid for it. And wow. it's funny. Cause I, like, I told my, <clears throat> I told my mentor, I'm like, Hey, how much did I ask for that? And he's like, ask for this amount. And I was like, way too shy to ask for that amount. So I asked for half of it and they were like, okay, deal. And I was like, I should have asked for more. <laughs> so, um, licensing, licensing is, can be like that. And, and it's the thing that I've tried to learn a little bit more about. Uh, you can't, it's hard to work licensing deals in apparel a lot of times, especially on the royalty side. But, um, yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah so I, I think about it a lot with Chomp and, and the potential there. Like, I guess I would think like I would be super excited and open to licensing it full time to like a skate hard goods brand, you know? So we do a yeah. little bit of collaborations yeah. with, um, sector nine and stuff. And, and, um, but, and I, you know, they will license a piece or more three pieces at a time for me. And, and that's cool. But, you know, <clears throat> I'm totally open to licensing it, you know, full time um, because I love skateboarding, but I don't have the, you know, the cash on hand to like start a full hard goods yeah. brand, you know? Right. So right. I try right. to think of things in, in that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, those opportunities just, they come up and you just meet the right people and, um, and then you try to work a deal that works for both of you. And, um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, look, anybody knows it just takes money to make money, you know? And that's, that's just kind of the nature of, of yeah. a business that needs cash. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially with, with goods and apparel and stuff. Uh, yeah. man, I feel like I just learned a ton in that <laughs> just already like this is yeah. why I do this podcast. Like I was telling you earlier, like I just selfishly get to yeah, learn, the, <laughs> learn from uh, smart people, you know? Well, I, yeah. I mean, I think like you, it seems like your history of your work is, is founded a lot in like web and app yeah. and that kind of stuff. And, and just to yeah. be honest with you, like I couldn't, I don't know. Under, I don't understand that stuff at all. I've only worked in products. So mm, I think even yeah, if you just yeah. spent, if you just spend a couple of years with your head down making product and, you know, at Billabong or something like that, then you start to, you start yeah. to pick up on all the terms, you know, you learn, you learn, you learn by, uh, being thrown into it. And, you know, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I was off on a tangent. You're just telling me about Trump. Yeah. So I love working it. I love it. Um, people are supportive of it and, um, yeah. <clears throat> I just hope to keep making stuff, man. It's cool. I mean, I, I try to think of myself less as, like specifically a graphic designer, but more as a person who just, you know, can make products or whatever. So I'd like to see it on surfboards. I want to see it on skateboards. You know, we have a weed rolling tray. Wait, I'm not supposed to say that. It's a tobacco (laughs) rolling tray. (laughs) Anyone ask the medicinal um, tray. So, ah, yes, yes, of course. Um, and, uh, you know, but I'm, I'm just happy to put it on anything. So, yeah, just getting your getting your art out there, right, and getting things made. I, I can totally relate to that. Like I I'm I the older I get, the more I realize like I just like making things, whether that's yeah, you know, uh, something digitally or, you know, now like just getting into physical things, um yeah. tactile, tactile stuff. So I, I yeah, it's uh, I I totally uh the only unfun thing is like development just co- can cost a lot of money. If you want to make like a bag or something like that, you know, you oh, just gosh, have to yeah, expect right. that. You know, t-shirts are obviously the easiest thing, and then once you start getting into patches and woven labels and pins, and you know, yeah. And the other thing is, I don't sample really that often. Like I'll do like a like off of a photo sample, I'll look at approve a strike off, but a mm-hmm. lot of times I don't even see the the thing, the item, or good until it's you know, done. inventories there. So huh. that's a fun you, risk. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a little bit of a gamble too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but, you have to trust but, your vendors and you have to like really yeah. trust your instincts, but you know, and that's really like, that seems like one of the things that, that I've run into, like where just knowing where to source stuff is like half the battle. And yeah. once you get a good vendor for something, then you, you can trust them a little bit and, and know how it's going to come out. So, oh, for sure. I've been yeah. burned, but, um, yeah, yeah. there are resources yeah. or people who will give you 
Alibaba. I don't know. Do people, do your listeners know about Alibaba? I mean, that's just yeah, like, yeah, right. Maybe not. I mean, that's true. You're right. We, if, we, I remember at, at dribble, we used them for a couple things. Uh, yeah, for sure. I've made a blanket, a rolling tray, I've oh, made nice. stickers. Um, what do you call that? Air fresheners. I made it all through Bob. Oh Alibaba. yeah. I know. Yeah. I saw the air fresheners, which I love. That's a, such a good idea, right? <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Well, the shelf life of those things is not great, man. It's worse than, Oh milk. really? Yeah. Oh no! It's worse it's, than milk. Oh, it's, it's it's on par with yeah, uh, a low low percentage milk. Yeah, well, it it's, just like stops smelling good, basically. Yeah, or? basically that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, still, like as an as sort of a, even as a novelty thing, like like getting your your art yeah. on air freshener is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean that. I mean, the, yeah. I think the coolest thing that people do with chomp art is they tattoo it on themselves. Well, and, that's happened, huh? Yeah, about a hundred times, like Jeez, somewhere really? in the realm of a hundred times. That's some incredible. of them look really great. Some of them look maybe that, not really that great. Must feel like pretty <laughs> awesome, right? I mean, that's yeah, that's a I would, big deal. Yeah, when I the when I consider that the first comment on the chomp Instagram was "Yo, these tees fucking suck." To a hundred people <laughs> having the artwork tattooed on them, there's a pretty <laughs> good arc. I've yeah. been in the valley, and now yeah. I've summited a very small mountain. Well, so it's time to reap the rewards now. Yeah, what for sure. what, uh, what do they pay you to? <laughs> no way. To get no. the tattoo. Yeah. Most people are just like just getting it. You know, like I like this yeah. thing I found on Pinterest or whatever. Some right. people are fans of the brand or <laughs> or have been, yeah. and then. Um, uh, and then, uh, yeah, like uh, people will ask me and I'm like, of course you should tattoo this one. Like, I don't care. I mean, yeah. there are people who are weird about that and I don't get that at all. Um, but yeah. I will, I will let anyone tattoo my artwork on them. I want someone to get it on their face, like directly <laughs> in the center of their face. <laughs> I have friends, yeah, that was- <laughs> I have good friends who have like a couple pieces from it and like their tattoos look really, really nice. So it's, it's, I'm pretty honored by it. My friend, Sean McDonald has a big skateboarding rat tattooed on his thigh and it looks perfect. Uh, I mean, it's oh, that's a awesome. Job. That's really cool. That's see, that, I, new life goal for me, I think. Yeah. Let's get uh, some adventure that, supply. Right. Yeah, dude, right on great. the neck. <laughs> right. Right on the neck. Can you, I can't even, I, I think I'd be fright. I think I'd be scared. Uh, like the rule that, is the yeah. more ticklish the spot, the more it hurts. So no, that, is that is that true? Oh, for sure, yeah. I think that's the rule. That's my rule. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Uh, it's, it's, so new life goal for me. Um, so like shifting gears a little bit too. Like you, you also uh, are part of uh, connecting things. Tell us about that because that it, it, like a speaker series that that uh, that you started. Yeah, I mean it was. <clears throat> To be honest with you, we just started sort of as like a show and tell. There was not really like a, there's no new creative nucleus to Orange County. And, and I think yeah. it, it's probably like people don't think of it as a creative hub at all. <clears throat> but there right. are a lot of good surf brands that are from here. And there's a lot of cool companies that work here, tech back. companies as well. Um, and so we just started it to to get <clears throat> to get people together and it just kept growing and now it it kind of it runs and you know between 100 and 200 people show up every time awesome. we originally started it because we didn't want to <clears throat> we didn't really want to do like a creative morning so we thought that'd be too much work and then subsequently we created something that probably is more work but we love, <laughs> we love it and so um yeah you know it's a monthly speaker series that you know you know creativity and entrepreneurship we feel like those are the those are the values of the brand. So we have people who you know either run their own business or started their own business. We've had the you know the founder of Stance talk at it. We've had um, professional skateboarders talk at it. We've had wow. you awesome. know designers talk at photographers. You know so <clears throat> and and uh, poets. We've had beat poets. You know um, so wow. I, I think it's just like a cool event and it's just a communal thing. You know just getting people together, but. That's really cool. So like out of sort of born out of necessity to get people in Orange County together. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, and people are thirsty for stuff like that. I mean, oh, I know yeah, I was. Absolutely. absolutely. And now it's, it's got other locations, uh, Colorado. They Kentucky. have some other locations. I don't think that they're like, they kind of like some of them have fizzled out either just because, you know, you know, you're not going to run the thing forever. We let yeah. them be pretty autonomous, like with what, what kinds of stuff that they were doing. They just had to, play by our uh you know code of conduct and some of our rules yep. and and we yeah. let them do it and then um 
Um, but yeah, we've had other chapters open up probably about three or four. I can't remember. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, they, they do the same thing. Some are, some of them seem pretty big too at the time. Yeah. The Colorado Springs one was going pretty heavy for a while, but yeah, it's cool. I don't, you know, it's, it's so peripheral for me that, you know, I participated yeah. and help organize it and stuff like that, but it's, there's no, the only value is that we just make a cool thing that people will enjoy. And, you know, we're not trying to, we don't make any, we lose money on it and we, yeah. uh, but we have local sponsors who, um, who toss their food and drink in there. And, um, so it's been yeah. good, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. Getting people together, super valuable. Oh my God. Totally. Yeah, totally you're a freelancer, man. You lose your mind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Do, like do you especially work, if you're not on a team. Do you work alone? Or yeah, home? I do. Yeah, I work. I work alone now. Once again, you know, yeah. from home. From home. Um, when I'm not surfing up here, but um, <laughs> I'm not getting like, pitted. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or bodyboarding, actually, which I'm never going to do again. By the way, <laughs> now that you know the term now, that we use. Now that I, yeah. Now I'm just not going to be doing that anymore. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it, I'm yeah being working at home alone, and you know even if you're or even if you're on a team and you're like, you're in Slack with them all the time, it's just, it doesn't face to face just doesn't, it, it doesn't compare, you know? Oh, I totally uh, agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I worked at home in my, so I've been a freelancer for like seven years. I worked at home for the, you know, a few months and I was just like, I can't do this. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> this yeah. room smells yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, that's, it's true. Like I, I had to get an office pretty quickly too, when I freelanced before, before yeah. dribble basically. And, and it's the same. Yeah. I think that easily distracted and just a place to get up and go every day is, was important. Yeah, yeah for sure. Having yeah. to put pants on specifically. Exactly. That. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You got to Like I need to be forced to do stuff sometimes. <laughs> hey, so I, on your site, like I noticed like um, mentorship is something that you offer and you mentioned mentors before earlier. Um, yeah. And, and that's a, t- that's an interesting, really interesting topic to me. Cause I, that's something that I I hadn't tapped into back when I was freelancing, but um, you know, tell us a little bit about that and and or you yeah. know if you have any advice on how to find a mentor. I've uh, always had you know? I've kind of always had mentors. So when I was yeah. really young and in high school, I wanted to become a graphic designer, and my uh, <clears throat> my sister in law's mom was a the head of a uh, a. a a design program at Valencia community college in Orlando. And she, she was like an early mentor to me. She was like, Hey, you know, if you're interested in that, here are the schools that I think you should go to. And she advised me kind of on, on how to pick a career and and do that. And so I think really ever since that experience of having a person who knew better or knew the industry really well and could just like, you know, teach me Mm -hmm. things. um, I've always, you know, kept in my pocket. So, um, I've, I've never been shy about asking people questions who are, you know, no more or farther along in their career or, or just been doing it longer. Um, and I wouldn't say that I have like a, like a real traditional, like meeting a mentor once a week type regiment or something, but I do yeah, have yeah. like, you know, a Rolodex of like, you know, three or four people who I'll just call them and ask them for advice. Some are more, specific to business, you know, we talked about licensing or, or, or yeah. pricing and some of them are more specific to art and they, they just have really good taste in art and they really know how to make things. And those are people I ask questions for. Um, mm. <clears throat> I consider those people sort of like a, an elite group of people that I would aspire to, to be like, mm, um, yeah, and then, yeah. um, I <clears throat> finding them was more just, uh, I don't know if they would say that's my, you know, mentee <laughs> is that is that word right, yeah, mentee, I don't know they, yeah. yeah that's my mentee but i think yeah. they know that i've called them so i think the way to find someone like that would just be hey there's someone you look at that you admire and um and if they live near you that's epic and you can you can visit them at their office and and look at their work and mm-hmm. people love to talk about themselves so they they you can ask them <laughs> questions um i think the key is to make it really convenient for the mentor to mentor you and that's a really likely scenario if you if whatever question you have is like a short question or you know you go meet them on their terms and that kind of thing and then um <clears throat> i think you know if you could meet with somebody like once every couple of months just to talk about your career then then um that would be great um it can be formal or informal i know there are some of these like 
more formal practices. I know, um, I think Alicia Cologne said that she mentors a girl once a week on a Friday or something like that. You know, oh. I don't have anything super yeah. formal like that. Formal like that. Right. Um, yeah. but, um, uh, yeah. So I would just, you know, asking someone who, who's a little more senior than you and then some huh. questions or they might even be your peer. You know, I would, I would say like <clears throat> Jen hood and Amy hood, um, uh, you know, I would oh, yeah. consider them peers, but we, um, like, you know, I'll ask them tons of questions. What do you think about this design? Or have you ever yeah. dealt with this type of issue with a client or something? So a creative yeah. community, people to bounce ideas off of. And then I offer it, you know, as a service on my site, but it's not really like an income. It's more just like, yeah, hey, yeah. I don't know you and I want to take the time to help you. But the only way I can is if you book an hour with me and, and I yeah. can help you. And um, it's not even a thing I promote, really, because I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I d- I'm, I'm sure that people offering mentorship services that are paid or, or maybe doing a good job or maybe not. But I think like in my instance, like I just only offer it because I know I'm going to get an influx of questions about things yeah. that I just like, I wish I could give you the time to like answer it or I could just put those frequently asked questions somewhere yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. and just help people out. But I mean, I think the, here, here are the main things that people ask me. Um, and I can just put them out here so maybe I can just direct them to mm. you when, when they ask. Yeah. And the main one is how do you find clients like as a freelancer? Yeah. And that's really simple. Brand managers, creative directors, art directors, those people all work at companies and they all have budgets and you're just a, you're a vendor, you're a resource that they need. And if you just mm. hit them up and say, Hey, I'm Dan Cedarholm. Here's my portfolio. Um, like in just two lines or something like that. And you send those to a hundred people, like you will, if your work is decent, you'll be busy. You know, you'll, you'll find work, I think. Um, and so I, that's the main one that that I get asked. And the other one is like really just portfolio review stuff. So, um, you know, just people wanting, wanting you to check out their stuff and yeah. And just refine it. So, I mean, I think mentors are, are, are super important. I I've, I've offered to pay, you know, mentors, you know, people who are super busy. I know that really, really do that. But, Mm. um, like, yeah. So I I think just, you, you don't really, you really stop learning, you know, you just, it just keeps going. And then once you kind of get to like a, a level of like, Hey, I want to license my brand to someone mm-hmm. like those questions are lawyer questions. Those questions yeah. are, you know, other people yeah. have done that. And there's just sort of a small group of people who can do that. So mm-hmm. um, you definitely need advice. Nobody's doing it alone, you know? No, no way. I love, I love that you, that you offer that, you know, you know, even though you said you don't really promote it as much, but like the fact that it's there and I saw it and I'm like, that's really cool because it sounds like you've gotten a lot out of, you know, oh my mentor, God, yeah. mentorship and, and, and want to sort of return the favor in a way. Yeah. Right? Just one conversation yeah. with my friend enabled me to, you know, do a licensing deal with Taco Bell, you know, yeah, just awesome. one conversation with my friend has enabled uh-huh. me to offer, um, you know, <clears throat> uh, consulting services, you know, yeah. and how to price those and what's appropriate, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just hard to know those things. Cause it's not like there's some school, I, maybe there's a school for it, you know, but like, yeah. I don't know. No, I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think it is something you got to figure out and, um, that's really cool, man. It's awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I've got, I've got a couple questions that I ask, you know, every guest so far. And, uh, so the first one is, uh, uh, tell us about a recent adventure that you went on. Yeah. Um, I traveled quite a bit this year. Um, so I went on a few surf trips and then, Ooh, yeah. yeah where'd you, where'd you, where'd you, where'd you go? I went to Mexico a couple of times and then I Ooh, surfed nice. a wave pool in Texas, what? in Waco, Texas. What? Yeah. There's a wave pool in Waco, Texas that people are really? on. Really? That yeah. you can surf, you can actually surf. You on. can totally surf. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And then, have you uh, seen the movie? Wait, I got to stop you there for a second. Have no, you seen sure. the movie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I it, it it came to mind earlier in a conversation about something else. Yeah, that uh, movie gets I, referenced a lot by surfers. Like a lot of surfers does have it? seen that movie. Yeah. Okay. I just I, I loved that movie when I was a kid. Like I just yeah. absolutely loved it. And uh, there's some point funny. where he like he's there's a clip where he's supposed to be the, the main character was he's surfing pipeline and he drops yeah. he drops in going um regular footed and then he pulls out 
going goofy footed, but he's on, he, and he's on a longboard. He's on a totally different board. It's just oh, the same color. <laughs> oh man! I, now I got to rewatch this. Again. Yeah, All it's right. a Jeez. it's just a classic clip. Like uh, re- surfers have embraced every goofy surf movie that's been around. So oh good, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, and and it sort of now I remember what why it came to mind. You were talking about like uh, being a surfer or showing up with like spalding shoes playing basketball or something <laughs> that, that guy was like I, i'm from a wave pool in arizona and i'm gonna I'm now i'm on the north shore competing yeah. with like <laughs> this is amazing yeah it's classic it's a good movie <laughs> it's a good one well so that all right so you went you did this you you actually did a wave yeah pool i surfed a wave pool and then i mean was, this it, year was it good was it, was it fun i think we had our expectations a little too high we had a good time yeah. you know yeah. like there's a, there's some uh, rigid confinements to how the machine gets run so that everyone can can yeah. surf it you know right, but right, um right. yeah but the most recent adventure i think one of the most interesting would was that we went um my brother in colorado took me to uh like an american ninja warrior gym oh wow um, oh and, yes yes oh my god if you want to know like how out of shape you are like go to an american ninja warrior gym and like play <laughs> on some monkey bars and stuff for a while like i was like we did like only like three or four of the exercises we kind of touched our hand on everything but i think um like it literally up until yesterday and I did it five days ago, I was like legit sore. And like oh, I, would, yeah. oh. I would like laugh and it would like hurt my ribs. So like I think I was oh, losing I special it. muscles there. I, yeah, I would the, I wouldn't last thirty seconds on one of those things. <laughs> this is the fittest people on earth, I think. Yeah. <laughs> right? Nin, ninjas are. Yeah. Ninjas. I love it. So it was it like official or is it like like a like from the show or, or well, the, every, like a training training facility or something for I the think show? All these places that open up, they don't, they're not like officially sanctioned yeah, right. by like American Ninja Warrior. They'll be like right, American right. Warrior Ninja, you know? Yeah. Like they just <laughs> exactly yeah enough yeah. association yeah. with the name that they can change it. And yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's cool. It feels like a big playground for for kids or oh, for totally. adults rather. Yeah, for adults. Yeah, um, that's that's an adventure. Yeah, uh, I would say that's sure. a Okay, so that's awesome. Uh, so my next question is, what are you listening to these days? Um, I like a lot of um, shitty country music right now. Oh, um, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Good, I've good. been forcing my office mates to listen to like Florida Georgia line. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, <laughs> They've been yes, pretty bummed yes. about that. Yeah. Um, so Georgia only because like the tone of country is like, there's nothing that serious or sad about it ever. Um, <laughs> that's true. It's like, yeah. And like, then like uh, commercial country, it's yeah. very commercial yeah. country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I've been listening to some, you know, Anderson pack and I kind of listen to him a lot. And then, uh, mm-hmm. I listened to, uh, there's a metal band that I was listening to recently called, um, he is legend. They have a new album called white bat and Ooh. it's yeah, like, yeah. really heavy and scary. And I was just talking to my, my, uh, my mom and she was like, put on some uh, doo-wop music when we're in the car, like recently. <laughs> and I was driving to the airport in Colorado and, um, and I was like, Oh, I was just thinking about how funny it's going to be when I'm her age, when I'm 70, I'm going to be listening to like the heaviest music ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my put right, on right, right. doo-wop music. Put on some Slayer. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just throw on that, that yeah. old Slayer tune. Yeah, right. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like how that, that's, that is going to happen though. Like, For sure. Uh, like everything goes in, in waves. Well, I've you know, been like, seeing like older folks with like, full sleeve tattoos lately. I'm talking people in like their sixties <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, that makes sense. Like where I live. They're, like if I think about it, they probably got it a couple decades ago when this thing started like popping off and then they're now they're yeah. at Trader Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> uh what do you think about life on other planets? Oh man. I've been getting way into aliens lately. Have you? I think yeah. life is, cool. So you, you framed the question, is there life on other planets? And I think yeah. uh, it yeah. seems like probably, um, yeah. given like how big, how many galaxies there are, or how many stars right. there are. That part probably, of it's easy. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it's intelligent, but you know, there might be like a, yeah. like a cool Martian dog or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, I love it. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, right, right. right. I feel like in the the zeitgeist of American culture right now, everyone's obsessed with aliens. Yeah, and I would say yeah, that sure. um, I want to believe in aliens, but I believe in them like so little, like like yeah. like not at all. But then I listened to an interview with Bob Lazar, and Bob Lazar claims to have worked at like Area Fifty One or something. So mm. I went from like not mm. believing yeah. at all to 
um, from like 90 to like 99.99%. I don't believe, but I'm open to being totally wrong about the nonsense of there being aliens. Oh, he just sort just, of opened the door for you a little bit. Maybe. Maybe I'm conspiracy maybe. curious. But, but I feel like we're going to talk next year. I'll be part of a cult, <laughs> like an alien cult. Yeah, he said he didn't right. believe in that at all, but now yeah. he's... He's now he's out in hat. he's out in a satellite <laughs> farm in Utah, uh, <laughs> yeah, wait, waiting for the signal. You know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like up. your <laughs> I like your theory of of there's like a like a alien dog somewhere. Yeah, yeah like, no, like it just it just doesn't know. It never get off the planet. It no, just, no, it's not. Know. Or like a, yeah, some cool plants or something like that. Yeah, you know, right, right, right. Happens. Some Maybe crazy like plants. a dolphin or like what else? Is, yeah. What else? A cool animal? I don't know. Dolphin. I'm I'm open to it. You know, a worm, just, some kind of worm or something. Like <laughs> yeah, like a worm. I don't know. This seems. Po- I don't know. It seems possible. Oh yeah. I was I, thinking I, about like there's all these people that like want to go to Mars and stuff, and like mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. like interviewing people for Mars and or was it Mars One or what? I don't. What's the there was, yeah. They were talking about colonizing and they're interviewing people. It seemed almost like a sham, but they were like, yeah. people were like down to go to Mars. And I'm like, this yeah. planet, I haven't even seen enough of this planet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I right, haven't want to leave. like 16 or 17 yeah. countries. Like there's 200 <laughs> countries. <laughs> I need right. to see a few more before I spend the rest of my life on a planet like that. That's a great, that's a great point. Right. Like I haven't seen enough to be like, all right, I'm almost set with this. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm done I'm with next, this one. I'm gonna next, <laughs> next. It's like showing up to like a, a mansion <laughs> that you're thinking you want to buy and you like you yeah. only go into one bathroom and you're like, Well, yeah. this thing's a piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. I need yeah. something bigger. Yeah, totally. <laughs> something further away. <laughs> uh yeah, I you're right. And and I also like I feel like we already know a little bit about Mars, like from the probes and stuff, so you know, I, yeah. I'm I'm more interested in like what's beyond, you know, just way. Oh, the hell yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. It'll yeah. be tough to find that out. Yeah. Well, um, don't sign me up to go. That. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's plenty to explore here. Um, okay, so my last question uh, is a little more serious, but uh, so it's just if there's one thing, and you've actually you've shared a lot of things, to be honest, over the course of this conversation, but if there's one thing that uh, that you've learned along the way uh, of your career that, that helped helped you the most or something you could share someone that's, you know, the next aspiring uh, chomp brand freelance illustrator. Oh uh, man, there's so, there's so many lessons. I mean, I could just, yeah. I could probably list some things, but you know, um, look, one of the things that I thought was going to happen when I was a student was I looked at other designers who were, you know, more senior than me. And I, <clears throat> or you know let's say asterisk studio or something when i was a, yeah. when i was a student that was like the studio i always looked at and i was just like yeah they yeah. make every awesome album cover they make every awesome poster mm-hmm. and i want my career to look exactly like their career and the truth is like it was never going to look exactly like their career as much as i really wanted to mold it you know new opportunities kind of came up for me that were different you know I designed Stance Star Wars socks and, you know, those things. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. And like that ended up on Justin Trudeau and the rock Instagrammed about them, you know, Oh uh, man, that's Clay Thompson has worn them, you know, before games and stuff. And, um, one of the, I mean, if you'd have told me when I was in college, like you're going to be a sock designer, I would be like, that's (laughs) lame. Um, but then it happens for you and certain doors open for you. And then you're just, Oh man, that this is like an, there are opportunities coming to me that I never thought would come to me. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I always think like, if I could go back and just tell myself is like, don't be afraid of like interesting or weird or different opportunities that don't look like the ones that you thought you would take, you know? Huh. And, um, you know, we're talking about growing a brand and now I'm licensing the wholesale side of it. There's no part of my career that looks traditional in any way that doesn't, that looks a lot like my, you know, that looks a lot like the people I looked up to. And I'm, I'm like really cool. I'm really stoked about that, you know? So like, however hard you work to like curate your, curate your, um, career, the, the more likely it is that you're, you're just going to get your own opportunities. So, mm, um, great. I think that's one lesson. And the, the other thing is that like, um, 
you have a long time making, you have a long time to make stuff and like whatever's frustrating you right now about your career is just not likely to be, to be around in a year or two, you know? So I think like, I think that's the thing that I have to hold fast. It's just like my therapist, um, he said to me, he's like, you know, whatever's bugging you right now, isn't even going to bug you like next year, you know, Mm. unless it's like a, Mm -hmm. like a, yeah, I don't have a terminal illness or anything like that. So I think like at the end of it, you just go like, it's okay to just like accept whatever, bad thing is happening now and in my career because you know there's new opportunities that are going to come really soon so i mean i could think of a million things to to leave but um i think i'll go with that yeah those are great oh my god and they totally totally relate to to all that and the the last one about not worrying about stuff totally hits hits a note with me because i was um you know i was when i left dribble i had to do a talk on things I learned. And one of the things I came up with was that everything, everything in my portfolio, like was gone, you know, it just wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And, uh, Cause a lot of it was web-based or whatever. Sure. But, and, um, you know, it's either depressing or, you, you know, sort of try to embrace that and be like, yeah. all right, well, there's an opportunity. Right. Yeah. Like, like you said, like you're, something that might seem like life or death with, with some client project or something, uh, you know, next year might not even be, be around. And no, so totally. it's good to keep that in mind. Right. Yeah. The not worrying thing is like, I think a, a skill that you have to learn, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, right, like right. it's like a, like you, when people tell you not to worry, like, don't worry or don't worry, you know, in yeah. your career, don't, you don't have to like, whatever, like, what do they mean by that? But I think yeah. like ultimately as a freelancer, you just learn to live in the balance of, of just, you know, possible danger at any turn, mm-hmm. you know, a bad client, mm-hmm. a bad project or whatever, and someone not paying you. And yep. so you just, you become comfortable with the uncomfortable. So, I mean, I think it's just a thing I'm learning for you. I think, dude, who could say they made dribble? like however bad you think your portfolio is like you're the (laughs) godfather of one of the most important design platforms you know and now you run dan cedarholm's surf corner (laughs) (laughs) exactly dude i have i can picture the logo already for that you set me on a new path and you know it's gonna be it's gonna be new england surf (laughs) you totally Mecca. That's your new, next surf trip, by the way. Yes. Um, um, and look me up when you come here. For sure, I will. I mean, I got to make it up that way. I've, I've been to Maine. I've been. Yeah, never, oh, awesome. I've yep. been so far. New Hampshire. That's so far. Oh, yeah. I've been yep. up there. New Hampshire, right? Close by. It's all like kind of close. But, man, I, I thank you so much for, for being on. That was awesome. Oh, it's been great. Yeah, man.